Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. to episode 19 of the Into the Lab podcast. I'm your host, Ernest Silva, also found at the Sport Gene and powered by the Mothership Overtime Heroics, where we are the exclusive NFL Pick'em episode for week 16, 15, week 15. There we go. We're already drunk. Our panel of experts bring the latest information and buzz straight to your ears. And like always, if you are a betting person, stay tuned for our expert picks on money line options and picks against the spread. This show is coming to you from San Antonio, Texas, but your favorite sports analysts are cooking in the lab from all over the globe. Let's meet the starting lineup for tonight's episode. Our first panelist goes by the most interesting name in the world, football hockey gambling writer for Overtime Heroics, Twitter handle at Steel Curtain, P-E-H, Paul. Like Jerry said, I've been flying all night and I don't have time to jack with you guys today, so let's get it going. <laughs> <laughs> Our second panelist, a fantasy football and NFL betting expert, switching between whiskey, milk, and beer, making his picks from Bali, Indonesia. Finger off that mute button, the biggest wrestling fan in the world. Twitter handle at Dre2124. Dre Rogers. Yo, good morning. No, unfortunately, no beer today. So I'm, I'm probably going to be boring as hell. <laughs> Our third panelist, a Falcons beat writer for Overtime Heroics and fantasy football expert for Time Skewed, a specialist in all things football, Twitter handle at the Phantom Jazzy, Miles Bloomquist. Like the fact that it's my good pal Steve is here and John is back. The Falcons have amassed more wins since week nine than the New England Patriots have. And I'm your spread champion again. Let's go. And the Eagles lost and or had to take it to overtime to win. That's, that's and, yeah, and Houston had a major letdown game. <laughs> and we don't talk about last week. Our fourth panelist from the great city of Pittsburgh, a contributor for Fansided, Twitter handle at Sports. Vaughn Dalezell. Hey guys, happy to be back on. Let's all have a good week. And Miles, I will be taking that championship. Yo. <laughs> There's the challenge. Our fifth panelist from New Brunswick, Canada, keeping you up to speed with NFL betting and fantasy football news. Twitter handle at PicksJohn, making his return. John Matthews. What's going on, guys? Here, uh, back after a couple weeks off. Made my money on my own. Didn't need these bums to help me out. <laughs> the last Fuck panelist. <laughs> the last panelist. You've heard him all episode so far. Joining into the lab, 
a regular Boston man you've heard on this episode and way before, slightly biased, very own and co-host of Smack Talk, Twitter handle at Reisner underscore Steven. Welcome back again, the great Steve Reisner. What's going on, guys? How are we all doing tonight? Oh, we're doing pretty good. How are you feeling tonight, Steve? Uh, well, I'm not, I don't think I'm stoned enough yet for this episode, but that, <laughs> that, can, that can change. Well, we have three rounds to make sure that happens. <laughs> One will be our NFL news and notes, and round two will be our primetime pick, where we look at the related games in the primetime areas for the NFL. And then round three will be the fire round picks, and those last matchups before we get into the dog days of fantasy football finals so we'll get through all of that today let's start with round one nfl news and notes and we start with our expert paul when he's going to talk about obj and what the news is coming out of cleveland yeah so last week's story came out that he wanted out of cleveland he kind of squashed those rumors um that he wasn't not never said he wasn't happy to be there but he never said he was happy to be there so a couple of stories went around uh, where he's gone to coaches before the game and said, come get me, come get me. He's telling other players to come and get him. Uh, he's obviously not happy there. Uh, there was a little clip this week of him not, not going into the huddle. Receivers do that all the time in the NFL. I watched the All-22. He definitely blocked downfield for guys. He was still engaged. I, I, I don't think he's giving up on the team, but – I definitely think he'll be on the move, and teams that are starving for a wide receiver will probably – I mean, they probably could get a one for him. So, I, I would imagine Cleveland will want to move on as well. Now, a lot of news around OBJ and a lot of those clips showing him actually trying to get a, be a part of another team or that he's talking to those starting quarterbacks. Um, any news on the injury with the sports hernia that yeah, he's been going through? Yeah, so that came out too. It uh, might be slowing him down a little bit. Um, he's playing through it, and I imagine he'll gut it out the rest of the year and then probably require surgery in the offseason. Okay. Well, let's talk about another receiver, uh, Another receiver, Antonio Br- – I mean, I'm sorry. Let's talk about Spike, <laughs> the New England Patriots. And we have our very own Antonio Br- – I mean, New England Patriots <laughs> expert, Steve Reisner. Talk to us. What's going on with Spygate? Is it an NFL cover-up, or is it from those missed calls, or is it an actual thing? Well, so it is that the production crew for Do Your Job from Craft Productions, that has nothing at all to do with the team or football ops. Filled the sideline with credentials. And now everyone says this is Bill Belichick cheating. If Bill Belichick was going to cheat, he'd do it wide out in the open and get fucked the credentials and tell the Browns he was going to do it? Why would he cheat against the, 20, the 2019 1-12 Bengals? You think he set up? This whole show years ago, just so one day he could get tape on the sideline of the Bengals. You can't even get anything from really looking at the sideline. The sideline's in plain view anyway. He already has, he can already see the sideline. He wasn't doing anything nefarious. And yes, I think they pushed the story and pushed it hard to get everyone to stop talking about the bad refereeing on Sunday night. Have you heard anyone talk about? Jerome Boger's horrible officiating on Sunday since this came out. I couldn't even spell that. Yeah. Because uh, no, no one's no one's talked about anything except how Belichick sucks and he's a cheater. And they, they you know, 
All this asterisk next to the dynasty. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's a bunch of bullshit that just... They're going to fine us to appease the masses that hate the Patriots. And all you do is, you know, the team unifying scandal, right on cue. Super Bowl inbound. Thank you all. Now, I, I'm, I'm surprised you say that, uh, Steve, because a lot of worry comes from a lot of analysts when it comes to Tom Brady's play as of late. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Tom Brady? Should Patriots fans be worried? No, I, I, I'm not worried. I, I've seen this movie before. I've, the last 20 years, I have seen this all play out. And it's this. I, I saw that team in the second half on Sunday night. The way they played the second half on Sunday night, that team can beat anybody in the NFL. At any, on any given Sunday, they can beat anyone. Because that's how this game works. And this, they, they can win out. Cincinnati, Buffalo, Miami. They're going to win all three of those. They're going to get a bye. They're going to get a home game in Foxborough. Kansas City is probably going to have to come back here. Kansas City ain't winning that game. So going back, so going back, so going back at least to the AFC Championship. Yeah, we might have to go on the road, but I've seen this movie before. This is the New England Patriots. Buck up. Well, a lot of playoff implications happening, and and that's a good segue. Talking about so many teams looking to solidify their spot this week and next week. Let's talk about injuries, and I'm going to bring in Vaughn. Thirty over thirty injuries in one week to very, very, very relevant offensive and defensive players. Vaughn, what's the latest on the injuries, and was this a record or any any updates on this week? Yeah, like you said, I mean, 30 injuries is a ridiculous amount. I mean, it's never really been seen before. And this, this week in general, it's been mainly wide receivers that have been going down. Um, speaking from my own factor, my fantasy team, I had Calvin Ridley and Alshon Jeffrey, so I will not be winning any fantasy playoff matches. Um, but there's a lot of receivers that have been out. Obviously, we mentioned Odell already being hurt. Jarvis Landry missed some time. Uh, Julio Jones is banged up. T.Y. Hilton may try and give it a go this week. Uh, he was on a radio station out in Indianapolis, said he was feeling way better and feeling probable coming into this week. So there's a lot of guys that would help out their teams right away. Uh, a couple of defensive players that haven't practiced. But I think the main guy that needs to play is Adam Peelan for the Vikings. They have a really big game this week. Um, they want to keep it rolling. They're playing the Chargers. It can't be a letdown game when they're fighting for one of the top seeds in the playoffs. But, yeah, if you're a receiver in the NFL, you are most likely injured this week. <laughs> yes, I mean, a ton, tons of names and, and a lot of fantasy implications. A lot of people are entering the semifinals or just their first week of the playoffs. So keep a lookout on your feeds. Um, and Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, um, also, key players for Thursday night football. Um, still, still questionable. Yeah. I'll actually chime. I'll actually chime something in. Uh, Julian Edelman, uh, mispracks. He's, he's still going to play. He uh, wasn't practicing today because yeah, of uh, low see, management. I, he, yeah, he's a tough guy. I definitely thought he would be. He'd be playing this week. Uh, Lamar Jackson is definitely the, the biggest question mark because that's a game where they probably don't need him to play. You know, they could sub in RG three or somebody else, and they'd probably be okay versus the Jets. But, you know, you want to keep the MVP healthy. And uh, just to throw a little sealer segue in there, Juju Smith-Schuster is back. Finally, they need another receiver to help out. So I think that's a big, uh, a big guy coming into this week for against the Bills and what's going to be um, an AFC wildcard matchup. That's going to be, yeah, that's going to be a real tough matchup, especially going against a very tough defense. Um, so not, not the greatest in the world. 
But let's talk about hurting and, and not so much injuries, but hurting on the sideline. I want to bring in Miles. Talk to us about the Ron Rivera roulette land, and where do you think Ron Rivera's future lies in the NFL? Wow. Uh, he was a scapegoat for the Panthers. Uh, he, I, he didn't deserve to be fired. That team was just shit. Like, uh, he, it was just to cover up like how bad they are this year. Rivera is going to be a hot commodity once uh, – the season's over and you know we we hit black monday we know a lot of coaches are gonna be without jobs and a lot of teams are gonna be looking for coaches we already know that the redskins are looking for one because gruner is long gone uh you know they're interested in mike tomlin but obviously a guy like rivera would be really good for a young team that could that could use uh some sort of leadership from someone and normally you would find that in a veteran player but even someone like rivera could really give that team a boost um dallas obviously would be a great fit uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm picking Dallas for that. I Ron believe goes that, to Dallas. I still believe that Rivera is Dallas's number one option. Like, I, I think that they could get Meyer. I think they could convince him. Uh, even, even I, I think they would go after Lincoln Riley before they go after Rivera. Like, I, I just feel like Dallas is that stupid. Uh, but quite honestly, the place I expect Rivera to land up, and I swear I mean this with no bias because I could tell you right now it makes a lot of sense, is Atlanta. Because as, assuming Dan Quinn's <coughs> there, like, that's not a guarantee, unfortunately, because of how much the players love him and how much Arthur Blank loves him. But odds yeah, I don't are think Dan, Dan Quinn leaves this year. Audit, but let, let's put it like right that. now. If, if the season were to end today, Dan Quinn is probably out. Unless he wins out, uh, I don't think Dan Quinn comes back. Uh, so assuming that's the case, I think Rivera would go to Atlanta simply because it's a team that has owned him for several years. And if you can't even join him, uh, it's a great system for him. He gets to play with a bunch of guys that are in their prime, like getting closer to the end, like Matt Ryan and Julio, who are getting up there. But then you get to coach exciting talents like Calvin Ridley and uh, Kendall Sheffield, who's really been blowing up at the at that second quarter spot. Um, Obviously, I think Matty Ice. I think Matty Ice is out after this year. Mm, that, not, no, Matt, Matt Ryan is not. <laughs> that is not. That's not even a little true. Uh, I can tell you that. Uh, that's a hot take. That, that, that's not. That that's a that's a guarantee. Uh, so if Rivera does uh, see, or if there is an opening in Atlanta, I can see that being filled by Rivera. If Atlanta does not fire Dan Quinn, my guess is Dallas for Rivera, unless they don't get Urban Meyer or, or decide to go with him before Lincoln Riley. Uh, I just think that will end up being their decision. Uh, Dallas uh, is literally perfect for Rivera. Dak, Dak is similar to Cam. Um, he's well, played. He's played with CMC last last two years, or whatever, and, 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 and played golf for CMC, and he's been great. And if he can do that with Zeke, uh, they have a great offensive line, which he never had in Carolina. That's true. And Dak is very comparable to, to, to Cam Newton in a sense of what they can do running and throwing. So I yeah, think that's great. A big thing we got to consider, too, is that there's still going to be lots of head coaches getting fired. Like, th- there's guys that we won't think that are getting fired that will get fired. And those are spots that could totally open up for Rivera, too. Like, um, you think about maybe tomorrow. Like, Matt, like I could see Nagy getting fired. Like, quite honestly, I, I don't don't see how that that Trubisky Nagy link was supposed to be amazing, and it just has not worked out. It's been terrible play calling, and terrible play on Trubisky's part. So I could see Nagy going, and I could see Rivera going there, and reuniting Cam. Cam goes there. 
just a possibility. Well, spinning spinning on that coaching roulette wheel, let's go ahead and and shift to the elephant in the room, which is the Dallas Cowboys head coach Jason Garrett. And I, I might as well go ahead and give a short thirty second monologue. It's not going to be much. It's just going to be one simple statement. And it's, it's and it's this. You know, you've got one week, Jason Garrett. You've got one week where you can prove you can beat a team that actually has a winning record that looks like they're semi hot right now that can help you salvage somewhat of a terrible season for this over-talented Dallas Cowboys team you luckily have inherited. So you have one week to prove it, but I will be completely emotional with this statement. What the fuck is going on with those (laughs) Dallas Cowboys? Oh my God, do they suck. And... And that's coming from a, a Dallas. That, that's and there's a if you can't see it because you can't. It it there's a crying person on my screen, and I absolutely feel that way because Dallas Cowboys have too much talent to be this bad. And we talked about it last week that it was a must-win game for the Cowboys. Every week now going forward, it's it you know between the Rams game and the Eagles game is going to determine Jason Garrett's um, even ability to make it through the season. Um, yes, we wake up this morning in first place of division, but at six and seven, it's nothing to write home about. And it's just <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, NFC East is the NFC least, uh, and, and it's really the least division you worry about. If you're any other NFL team, you just hope to play them in the, in the playoffs. <laughs> and so that's, that's not good. Um, but in, in every year, the Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys have played down to their competition under Jason Garrett. And they play up to their competition. This year, it's just been we play down and we don't play well enough to, against better teams. And so that is a bad combo for anybody. And so, um, Jason Garrett, just please figure your shit out. Um, but we, I don't want to end on a, on a sad note. So I, what we haven't heard is John. And John, uh, welcome back, John. To and thank you. Thank you for the, the clap. Welcome back, John. And, and uh, welcome back to Into the Lab. Uh, how are you feeling about those Patriots? Last time you were here, I mean, that was like the best defense in the in all time NFL, and and now that defense is it's looking a little susceptible. How are you feeling about those Pats? Uh, I don't, I don't think our defense is the problem. I think our defense is on the field too much, and at, at the sample size we're getting at, they're playing too much, and our offense is going in there and getting off the field way too quick, not giving them time to rest, which is what we saw in the first first half of the season as the no we weren't scoring a ton and we weren't great on offense but we were good enough to stay on the field and give our defense a break and when they got the break they could come back out on the field and dominate like they did and now when we're going three and out a good amount of times in games and we go up against offensive like Patrick Mahomes and I don't know, the three fastest wide receivers on the same team in the NFL. Uh, you can't blame the defense there. They're, they're, out, they're there more than half the game, and they're going against these guys that are hard enough to cover in the first place. But Well, I just know that the Patriots have looked a little susceptible. I, I, hope, I hope that 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 Steve is right, that that clutch factor will come out with Tom Brady. I mean, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady looked hype for a regular season game. It was a big one, but I don't think I've ever seen him emotional like that. Even the announcers were shocked well, um, to see that. The, so, and, I agree, they're susceptible, but it's not because of, it's not their defense not 
being what they were at the first half of the season. It's it's completely on the offense. Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. He's still great. But the fact that he is only one receiver to trust now, because he's the same way as Bill is. If you drop a couple passes, he's not going to trust you again. And if you mess up a couple times for Bill, he's not going to trust you again. So the only person he has out there is Edelman right now. And Mohamed Sanu is, is great, obviously, but he's not running his routes correctly. And Jacoby Myers is still young, dropping passes he should have. And uh, mm-hmm. I really like what I see with uh, Nikhil Harry, but he's not getting the routes and the targets that he should. He should probably be the second on the list after Edelman. And the same thing goes. We don't have, in the past couple of years, even though Tom Brady hasn't been the best quarterback in the league, He's had two people on his team that he's trusted for. He won MVP two years ago. Fifteen years with Edelman and Gronk being there, and he could trust either of them all the way down the field. But mm-hmm. now, where we only have Edelman, he's getting double covered. We have to turn to these young or newer wide receivers, and our run game is not helping either because we don't have a fullback. I look forward to hearing what you guys have for the New England Cincinnati game. I smelt some upset picks from people when I was when I was trying to hear what they were talking about. So that'll be an interesting discussion. Let's end on that note with NFL news and notes. We'll get right back into it with round two primetime picks after this commercial break. Before we start round two on the Sport Jeans Into the Lap podcast, we'd like to remind any listeners that if you play basketball and you are from the ages of 8 to 18 in the Rio Grande Valley, Check out Triple Double Basketball Academy, one of the premier programs in Texas, located at the center of the RGV in Harlingen, Texas. Find your young basketball pros practicing ball handling techniques, proper shooting forms, learning strength and conditioning techniques, and gain unmatchable experience with elite state tournament play. Follow on Facebook or visit www.tripledoublebasketballacademy.org. Triple Double Basketball Academy, where each basketball player grows no matter what. All right, our round two primetime pick starts us off in Baltimore. Baltimore, 16-point favorites currently against those New York Jets. That's right. That's how those Jets feel, Steve. And uh, (laughs) Baltimore, uh, 60-point favorites at home. I'm going to go ahead and start this one off with Vaughn. Vaughn, how are you feeling about this game? Yeah, well... Like we, we mentioned about Lamar Jackson be, might be out. He's missing practice. If he doesn't play, of course, this is a completely different game. But the Jets are terrible to begin with, and they've been terrible lately. I don't see any scenario where you can't take the Ravens by two touchdowns, so I'll take the minus 16. All right, and Miles, how are you feeling about this game? Fucking Jets playing the fucking uh, Ravens. I don't think I need to say much. Ravens by 10 million. <laughs> okay, Dre, are you feeling the same way? Like Miles just read my mind right now. <laughs> uh, Ravens win. Whatever. You taking him with the spread too, Dre? Yes. All right. All right, let me switch over to Paul. Paul, how are you feeling about that? Um, I feel like that if Lamar isn't healthy and Mark Andrews is kind of iffy too, um, I, I mean, the Ravens are definitely going to win this game. 16 is kind of a lot if they 
they get up and they pull people and uh but i'm i'm gonna take them to cover but it could be tricky it could get tricky there towards the end john now that you're back let me see how you feel about lamar jackson and the baltimore ravens uh, is this a trap spread game well straight up it's i'm looking at 93.4 percent that the that the ravens win and it's only 6.6 percent that the jets win and I, i'm not taking the jets to win here but I, with Lamar being questionable right now, uh, <coughs> Quint, Quint Williams for the Jets is, is doubtful. Uh, they're missing a couple quarter cornerbacks and two offensive tackles. Are one of them's out, one of them's questionable. So I think that although I would like to take the points here with with the Jets, with their offensive line being banged up and their corners being banged up as long, as well as their best pass rusher it doesn't matter that Lamar is going to be questionable as of right now if they can't get pressure to him and even if you get pressure to him we saw with the bills you can't tackle him anyway you just stutter steps out of the way so I as of right now unless the injury report somehow leans towards the Jets I'm gonna have to stick with the Ravens spread here okay Steve how are you feeling about the Baltimore Ravens you right in that same boat um I'm gonna take the Ravens to win but I'm just not gonna take the spread. I think I'm gonna take him to win by two touchdowns, but I'm not gonna give him 16. Yeah. So, so the spread, the spread now has uh, the current spread is 14 and a half. 14 and a half. Eh. Yeah, Same I'll take four. I'll take, I'll take 14 and a half. I guess. Uh, yeah. I, I definitely I, take. This- I definitely take the spread. I think RG three RG three can can play quarterback enough against the Jets in order to to lead a couple of drives. Uh, can can the Jets offense score on the Baltimore defense? I think that's a question. Can they score seventeen no. points? I I like the uh, the wide receiver, and I I do uh, think Sam Darnold is is a good quarterback. He's not great, obviously, but uh, the Ravens have a weak weak upper defense, but they're super strong with their middle linebacker with their linebacking core. And I think if, if Sam Darnold doesn't have the time as a young quarterback, he won't be able to hit the throws that he needs to hit. Okay. The Jets still look stuck. It, it's, it's, it's literally the exact <laughs> matchup we saw last week with the, with the Bills, where a young quarterback in Josh Allen can't make the throws that he needs to make deep. Josh Allen had three or four times where he had a wide open receiver down deep and he overthrew them because of the pressure. Darnold can't make throws to anyone, no matter what depth it is. <laughs> so that's our first sweep pick. Our first pick is going to be a sweep pick, Baltimore with the money line. But uh, we have uh, Steve going against the spread of 16, but taking it with 14 and a half. So just want to highlight that. And uh, and I am taking Baltimore with the spread, whether 16 or 14 and a half. So take that as it may be. I've been a 500 hitter the last few weeks. So um, let's go to the Sunday noon game that we, we have chosen. And that's going to be the Chicago Bears. Visiting the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers um, wow. was going to be uh, four and a half point favorites in this game. Let me start this one with Miles. How are you feeling about the pack? Surprised you didn't pick the Texans Titans game. I thought that one would be a little more electric. But uh, uh, Trubisky played good. Uh, that that's something that I mean, I you don't get to say very much. Uh, that, but I don't think that that is going to be a common trend. Uh, if you go back to week one, obviously the game that opened the season, Trubisky played like shit. Not as shit as he's used to playing, but he still played like shit. Like Trubisky's a shit quarterback. Let's just put it out there. Uh, I, like I, I don't see any world where the Bears win in Lambeau Field. Uh, 
like Rodgers is just playing fucking amazing, and I I I don't see that defense stopping him no matter what. Uh, I could see Allen Robinson actually having a good day though. He's been pretty good the past couple of weeks, especially last week because Trubisky actually played good. Uh, so I would say that if you need someone to help you win your fantasy championship or get into the fantasy championship, uh, definitely start him. Because I, even if you think Green Bay's defense is still good, it's really not. Allen Robinson will probably have a big game. Uh, other than that, I'll take the Packers with the spread. All right. And let me go to the pack expert himself, Dre Rogers. Dre Rogers, enough said on the uh, chat, but what are you saying to our people listening? Here it is. With trivia, it tells you what's going to happen in this game. So, uh, Packers win, book it. They were very yeah, easy. The Packers they're they're playing at home. So, yeah. so repeat what you said, Drake, because we lost you there in the middle. Am I on this? He's there. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can yeah. hear you now. Yeah, it was Verizon commercial. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, t- I, I talked about how much Trubisky sucks for about five minutes, so that's unfortunately you missed that. <laughs> oh, I thought I heard the toilet flush. I heard a little bit of it. <laughs> uh, I mean, if 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 you wanna if you wanna start like a fantasy sleeper on this game, I, I'd say go with Anthony Miller. Because uh, we suck at covering the slot, and uh, he's been having pretty good games recently. So uh, if, if there's a bear that you want to start, I'd go with Anthony Miller. But, uh, I mean, the, the Bears, yeah, they've, they've won a couple games recently, but uh, it's been against shitty teams. So uh, the games at Lambeau and... Uh, I just won't lose to the Bears. Okay. Well, I mean, it hurts when you call the Cowboys a shitty team, but I, I'm going to accept that. <laughs> the Cowboys, uh, are, yeah, Cowboys my, are a really my, good team with a shitty coach. That's that's what I like to hear. Vaughn, how are you feeling about this game? Yeah, I, I like the pack a lot. They didn't have to play too hard last week against the Redskins. They kind of let them creep back in at the end. The Bears look, did look impressive versus the Cowboys, even though the Cowboys still haven't beat a team with a re- winning record. Um, I think this is going to be actually a really close game, but the one stat that stuck out to me the most was the Bears are 5-13 and 13 against the spread in their last 18 meetings, so the last nine years overall. Um, they're terrible when it comes to being in Green Bay. So I will take the pack with the spread, uh, minus 4.5 for sure. Perfect. Steve, how are you feeling about the pack? Um. Yeah, I'll take the pack with the spread on that. That's uh, I, 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 I just can't trust the PS going with Mitch Trubisky going against the Packers. John, are you feeling the same way? You confident about that Packers four and a half spread? No. All right. So who do you I, have? Uh, I think I think it's gonna it's gonna be ridiculously close, and it's gonna look exactly like last week with the Redskins. Um, you saw the 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 Packers get burnt by Terry McLaurin a fair bit, and I think Allen Robinson is going to take complete advantage of that. Devontae Adams has been shits all year. Um, I've had him on my fantasy team, and he's been killing me. He had 
I don't know, three decent games, I guess. Yeah, he hasn't been good. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, obviously a great quarterback, but under pressure this year, he's been uh, been less than good. And, I mean, Trubisky's not great, but when he gets matchups like this, he's just better, a lot better than he should be. Um, and I don't really think the Packers have anybody to get a lot of pressure on Trubisky. So I think he'll have not a lot of time, but a decent amount of time in the pocket. And as last week as well, we saw him that he actually has legs on him and he can actually run. So I I like to see that. And I I guarantee um, as I've had to watch films playing football and all that, they are looking deep into the fact that he ran a touchdown in. And they're going to be probably spying him for a quarter of the game at least. So, I mean, Jimmy Graham's questionable. I don't really like Aaron Rodgers under pressure. Devontae Adams is less than great this year. And the Packers have had a a rough go at teams they should beat. So... And a, desperate, take... and a desperate game for the Bears. And a desperate game for the Bears. Paul, yeah, yeah, you're right. Paul, how are you feeling? Are you feeling the same way about the Bears and, and maybe the not so high on the Packers? Maybe last week was not just them laxing, but it was more of a foreshadowing? Well, I'm, I'm more feeding into what you said. Um, you know, this is definitely the Bears Super Bowl. For It's their hated rival. I mean, this is a huge rivalry for them. They need this game. Um, I, I still don't think they'll pull it out. I think they'll make a crucial error. At the you know at a cree time in the game, uh, but I think Green Bay will win straight up. But I think it's a field goal game. I think I think uh, the Bears cover the spread. And I'm I'm feeling the exact same way. I think Green Bay will win this game. I don't think Chicago will have uh, the right coaching enough to win this game. They might be in a position to win going into the four, something like 21-20, 21-18, something something close where the defense has had and the special teams had an impact. But um, the Bears are looking for payback for that initial. Uh, you know, start to the year where the Green Bay went in there and, and took one on in Soldier Field, and and you don't forget that, especially in division. Um, and and the Bears have been have been playing desperate. You could tell with the way they've been playing; they've been playing much better. Um, Trubisky um, lit up the Dallas defense, although take that for what it's worth nowadays, and and looked great last week. Um, but the Bears are in desperation mode. It, the way that they can uh, make the playoffs, it has to have a win this week and they'll need some help from green Bay themselves to take out Minnesota um, next week. And so uh, just a lot of help needed in North Chicago to find a way to the playoffs. So a lot of Im- uh, implications on this game, which I think the more pressure on Matt Nagy, the, the worse he gets. So I'm not, I want, uh, I want to throw in another, another factor here and we don't usually touch on the weather, but it's going to be 15 degrees Fahrenheit at, uh, at Lambeau. And I understand the Packers are obviously they're at home and Aaron Jones is used to running in the cold. But when you run in cold like that, you don't want to get hit big. It hurts a lot more to get hit in the fucking cold. And I think that we see uh, a, de- a decrease from the run game and more through the passing in this in this game. 
Gotcha. And so that that's that's a good segue. So we could talk about uh, probably the best game of the week, if not uh, greatest game of the week. Dallas hosting Los Angeles Rams. The Rams, a one and a half point favorite on the road, um, going up against those feisty and lackluster Cowboys at the same time. I don't know how they do it. Just a roller coaster team. Let me go ahead and start off with Vaughn. Vaughn, why don't you start us off with this one? All right. Well. The home team is very good when these two teams meet. That's great news to you. Uh, the Cowboys have won five of the last seven at home. But the way the Seahawks really impressed me, I didn't expect that at all. I thought the Seahawks were kind of a runaway, given their track record on the road. But the Rams have put together on offense, uh, given Todd Gurley the ball finally, and I think that's been the difference. Um, the Was a one-point spread? I mean, it's going to be a very, very close game, but – I'm going to have to ride with the Rams on this one. All right. Right time. Miles, you feeling the same way about those Rams? Uh, uh, you know what? Every week, I shit talk Jared Goff. He goes out and plays fucking lights out. So just to screw with you, Ernest, I'm going to shit talk Jared Goff a lot because this motherfucker is screwing me over, all right? How do you go out and just destroy the Seattle Seahawks, who are running over everyone, and, and like, like it's no fucking big deal? Like you could have done this fucking four weeks ago. Like I don't understand the Rams right now. I don't understand why they're trying to win. It's just yeah, they can make the wild card. It's so tough right now, like especially in the NFC when you have guys like the Vikings and the fucking Packers like, competing for this spot and the Seahawks and the Saints. Like, you're not going to get in. I genuinely don't think the Rams have a shot, even if they win this, because I think that the Vikings have a fairly easy schedule. They have the Chargers, and then they have fucking the Green Bay at home, which I think they could win. Uh, I, I, I don't see the Rams getting in, so I don't understand why they need to try so hard. Uh, but considering that all this is happening, they're probably just going to fucking destroy the Cowboys. <laughs> So are you picking the Rams with the spread then? That's what I'm getting from that. Yes. <laughs> oh, so you just shit talk Jared Goff and decide to pick the Rams. You're trying to keep. I get. I get what you're doing there, Miles. Yeah. Okay. Every time I, every time I shit talk Jared Goff, he goes out and plays fucking amazing. So he's gonna play. Get me a pick. <laughs> Jared Goff is like an angel from heaven. Steve, how are you feeling about the game? Um, I'm gonna take the Rams, uh, with the spread. Okay. Um, I just because Jason Garrett sucks, and I don't. I just don't think that team's playing for him. I, 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 I think the Cowboys are crumbling from within, Ernest. Unfortunately, and the Rams, as as everyone noted, um, have been playing have been playing better lately. So I, I am gonna take the Rams to win this. Okay, Paul, how are you feeling? You still riding that Rams train as well? Yeah, Ernest, I'm done with the Cowboys after last week's shit show. I, I I have no idea what to expect out of them. I would imagine that their focus is probably on Philadelphia and not on those Rams game. Uh, I, I just can't. I can't take them. I just can't. I'm I'm gonna take LA straight up and to cover. I I I just don't know what to expect out of Dallas. So is everyone starting Cooper Cup in fantasy this week? Yeah, I have to. I don't have a yeah. cup if possible. But... Well, let, let me let me hear from John now. John, are you feeling the same way about those Los Angeles Rams in Dallas? 
Yeah, I think that uh, if we look at the Cowboys' last five, we can see that the Bears with Khalil Mack, um, Buffalo has a good front, uh, New England obviously with Donta and our, our linebacking core, and Minnesota with the two best defensive ends in the game. And um, we go over to the Rams' last five. They beat Seattle with a mobile quarterback in a run game. They beat Arizona with a mobile quarterback and a half-decent run game. And they lost against Baltimore, but Baltimore is a fucking immovable force. Uh, the only game that makes me weird about this is them losing to Pittsburgh, but it was four, four weeks ago. Um, 63% is on Dallas, and I don't understand why. Dallas has more injuries. Um, Jared Goff has been playing for the MVP race, even though he's <laughs> at the bottom of the race. And like, you just there's no way to lean to Dallas. There's, it's a pick'em's game to begin with, and I, I think the Rams with Aaron Donald are going to get ridiculous amount of pressure on Dak, and they can't make a normal play to begin with where the receivers aren't even looking where he's throwing the ball and Dak's getting frustrated. Jason Garrett is clapping and Jerry Jones is up top trying to work out who's next head coach is going to be. So I think Dallas has kind of called it a season and the Rams, the Rams are literally fighting for no reason right now, but that's okay with me because it makes an easy pick. Okay, Dre, let me hear the music keep coming. Are you feeling the same way about the Rams? It's going to be a sweep, baby. Rams, all the way. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's uh, six picks for the Rams so far, and it comes down to the crucial pick of mine. And And let me just tell you this. I absolutely hate the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, and it's one of those those things. Like, it's one of those uh, people in your life you just that just keeps coming back, and you're like, "Shit, I gotta listen to them all over again." But let me tell you this: everything you guys have said is not wrong, right? Everything you guys have talked about is absolutely true. But the one thing about the Dallas Cowboys is that when when you talk shit about them, they come out and play the best. When you think they're gonna be the best team in the world, they absolutely disappoint you. So. <laughs> I cannot do it. The Dallas Cowboys will win this week and prove everybody wrong that this season is not over just for the sheer fact that you guys have given up on them. But let me tell you this. If the Dallas Cowboys can win this week, the Dallas Cowboys will be in the playoffs because they will beat Philadelphia after that. And I know Mike is listening out there. So, Mike, we we wish you were here. Uh, Mike is all about the Eagles making the playoffs. It just—it's done. The Dallas Cowboys will show up this week. Jared Goff will come in. He'll look like the Jared Barf that we always always used to watching. And and Dallas Cowboys come out to perform. All right. And and that is my bold strategy for this week. I'm willing it into existence. Jason Garrett, wake up. Get your team fired up. Let's see this Dallas Cowboys the way they're supposed to be. We got them right where they want them. The league doesn't know we're coming. All right. Let's go to that Pittsburgh game. Pittsburgh Sunday Night Football. Pittsburgh a two point favorite. Against the Buffalo Bills, the visiting Buffalo Bills, kind of a strange line. Ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna start this one over with Dre. Dre, how are you feeling about the Pittsburgh Steelers? 
That's how most of us are feeling. Let me go with the Steelers expert, Paul. Paul, how are you feeling about this team? I think it's a super easy – I mean, it's a super even game. I mean, I would say that I'd give the edge to the Bills offense against the Steelers offense, and the Steelers defense is a little bit better than the Bills defense. Uh, I think the over-under is like 37. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it getting anywhere close to that. Um, but at home in prime time, I'll take the Steelers and the cover. Okay, Vaughn, you feeling the same way? Uh, I'm not. I'm so torn on this game. I knew this was going to be the game that I'm going to lose my streak, and I can feel it in my bones, and I'm still going with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Bills are terrible, actually, in Pittsburgh against the spread. They've only covered once in the last six times they've met. Uh, given Josh Allen, his defense hasn't looked like they do. For some reason, I just think the Bills are going to win a close game, and the Steelers are going to have to really – win a couple games down the stretch and he's going to come down to that week 17 match with the Ravens. So I'm going to go bills and put my streak on the line. Cause I'm not confident in this game at all. All right. Now let me switch it over to miles. Miles, how are you feeling about those Steelers? I mean, duck Hodges has to lose eventually. Right. And this seems like a pretty good week to do it. I mean, uh, he played once in prime time against the shitty chargers and Buffalo is a way different team. I think they're going to come at him hard. And absolutely destroy him. So I got Buffalo on this one. All right, uh, John, you feeling the same way about the Bills? Uh, yeah, Bills, Bills cover here. It's and once again, it's pretty much a Peckham's game here at two points. And uh, yeah, Doc is uh, Doc's a beast, and Pittsburgh is fighting. I don't know why, but they're fighting for something. But Buffalo is fighting for a lot more important factor here they could take away the Patriots spot and uh and force us into a into a wild card not saying it'll happen but it could and the Bills defense is probably the most underrated defense in the league and it's fucking amazing and they come out and just shit on these offenses that are pretty good and when they play defenses or offensive that aren't that great and have been playing good, they shit on them even worse. They go and destroy Denver. They kick Miami's ass. They kick Buff or Dallas's ass. They lose against Baltimore, but so does everybody else. And I, I think the Steelers are a good team right now, and they're fighting out of nowhere. But I got to take Buffalo here. Buffalo is just the stronger team all over the board. Okay. Steve, are you feeling the same way? Uh, I'm going to take Pittsburgh with the two points. Just because this is one of those weird games that I didn't know how to pick, and I don't trust Josh Allen in the primetime game. And I trust Mike Tomlin being able to... I, I Josh Allen's not going to be able to make the throws against Pittsburgh's defense. I, Duck Hodges, I just think, has better weapons around him in general. And, I, yeah, I'm going to take Pittsburgh to win that. I might call this the Juju game myself. I'm going to say, give me Juju or give me death. Juju is going to will this team with some offensive explosion coming out. He's healthy. He's going to play. That means he's ready. I think <laughs> the Steelers win this in prime time. Um, I, I, I have no ill will towards the Bills. I know they kicked our ass. That's not a big deal. Everybody's been kicking our ass as of late. I think the Bills are a very good team. I think if it was an even playing field noon game, nobody's really watching, I'd take the Bills all day. But Pittsburgh plays great in primetime. Duck Hodges looks 
you know, he's, he doesn't look phenomenal, but he, he, he's a winner. And you can see that with the Steelers uh, culture. I'm going to take Tomlin and the Steelers to win this game with the spread. And uh, I'm going to check in on Dre one more time. Dre, are you with us? Oh. Yeah, we can hear you, Dre. What's your pick? Uh, Bills. Bills win. The Bills win. The Bills to win. That's what Dre's picking. So our panel split on this one, right? Uh, leaning a little bit more towards Buffalo, but the, the, the panel is split four to three on this game. So that's a stay away game for me. I, I, a lot of variables in that game. I, I wouldn't be putting too much money on that one. Let's move our, let's move our panelists and, and our experts over to New Orleans. New Orleans, the Monday night game against Indianapolis. New Orleans is a nine-point favorite at the end of the day. Um, let's start this one off with Paul. How are you feeling about those Saints? Who'd you say? Paul. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, all right. Um, you know, New Orleans is coming off that big game against San Francisco. Um, they, I think that, you know, they're better than Indianapolis right now. Um, you know, I, they have more weapons. I just think it's just a little bit too much. I'm going to take New Orleans to win, but not to cover. Okay. Vaughn, you feeling the same way? I want to go the opposite route here. I'm going to go with the Saints to cover. I think they're going to be very, very aggressive. After that loss to the Niners, I mean, they played some of the best football they really played. Um, and I think Alvin Kamara is going to get more in the action this week as he kind of was MII last week. And last week? My fantasy football. The whole season. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he has, what, one or two touchdowns on the entire season. So He only has, he only has one touchdown all season. One, okay, yeah. I mean, that's, that's great for me picking him second overall in fantasy. I love it. Um, I picked but, the first. <laughs> yeah, but I I really think the Saints have to get this win. I mean, they're they want to get that one seed. They want to play at home in the playoffs in the dome where they're a better team. Um, and the Colts right now they are slotted. And we see the Texans and the Titans fighting for that playoff spot. Um, I think the Colts are on the outside looking in. Saints have to dominate this game. Now, John, are you feeling the same way about those Saints are going to explode this weekend? Oh yeah, they're going to fucking wreck the Colts. The Colts are fucking brutal. I love Brissett, and not only because he was a Patriot, he, I think he's just super smart with the ball, even though he has four picks. But he is smart with the ball. He knows what he's doing. He just has no weapons with T.Y. being out, out pretty much all season, and he's questionable once again. The Colts also have two of their cornerbacks questionable, along with uh, Dontrell Inman. So two corners, two wide receivers. Um the Saints, I mean, they have the people on their injury reserve, but they've been doing fine. And Kamara sucks. I fucking hate him, and I want to never pick him again in fantasy. But Michael Thomas is fucking amazing. And Drew Brees and Michael Thomas are going to go fucking crazy against this half-decent Colts defense. But where Brissett only has probably one target in Pascal, and he'll be covered by uh, Marshawn Lattimore. They uh, they won't be able to do much. All right, Miles, you feeling the same way about those Saints? Not quite. Uh, I, I, I it really comes down to one factor, and that's if T.Y. Hilton plays. Because when T.Y. Hilton plays, the Colts are just 
they, they win most of their games. Like it's very hard to beat the Colts when they have Ty on the field because he's such a huge weapon. And honestly, like him being our make or break factor really isn't good for that franchise because obviously if you lose him pretty much the whole season like they have here, you're fucked. But when they do have him, they're phenomenal. Especially Jacoby Brissett, who can spread the ball out and not just you know have all his receivers locked down. Um, back when the Saints played Carolina, I basically built my Carolina pick on one thing, and that's Carolina's fighting for something. Carolina is fighting to get into that wild card spot, and they should have won that game. They screwed themselves out of it. They were right there. They were ready to win, and they fucked it up. I don't see the Colts fucking up a chance to stay in their division when it's so competitive, and the Colts will for sure fight for that spot, and I I don't see the Saints competing with a team that can fight. Because, yeah, they competed with the 49ers, but they still lost. They competed with Carolina, and they should have lost that game. They, they got very lucky. Uh, if you give the Colts T.Y. and they start fighting in primetime, I honestly could see the Colts winning this game. And I'm going to go with the Colts for this week. Wow. That's a shocker. Steve, you feeling <laughs> the same way about those Colts? Uh, no, I'm going to take the Saints to, to win this game. Um, I just don't trust the way the Colts are playing, and the uh, the Saints started to look pretty good last week. So I'm just gonna take the Saints. I'll take the points too. All right, Dre, how are you feeling about this team? I think Dre got eaten by ants. Well, I am going to go ahead and take those Saints myself. I know Dre's in and out with some ant problem. And so um, taking the Saints with the points, I think the Saints showed that they are they are back. They look, they looked great last week. Um, I, I hope it's a Kamara game for my fantasy purposes. I'm in the semifinals of two leagues with Kamara, so I'm definitely hoping he shows up. I'm um, definitely I, putting him on the bench. <laughs> I, I, I can't do it. I can't, I can't bring myself to do it. So, Pick up uh, Devin me, Singletary. I, I have him too, so it's it's a it's a three flex league. So I'm playing a whole bunch of players. Uh, right let me check again with Dre. Dre, you able to get that mic going with the internet? No. All right, we'll get Dre's last primetime pick in the early sets of the fire round when we get him back. Let's go ahead and go to this commercial break. As we move to round three, want to remind everyone traveling to the Alamo City during the beautiful fall and winter seasons, keep SATX rated handy for the latest information on new events, restaurants, and giveaways so that you and your family or loved ones can enjoy the city with the hottest scenes. You can follow at SATX rated on any social platform where they constantly do giveaways like being front row or sitting behind home plate at the San Antonio Missions game or courtside seats at the San Antonio Spurs game. Follow SATX Rated today. All right, we're in round three. That means it's our fire round. So we're going to zoom through these picks, which are the rest of the games of the week. And we're going to start in the great city of Cincinnati, where they take on some team called the Patriots. And the uh, Cincinnati Bengals are... Uh, nine and a half point underdogs to those Patriots. And I thought I was going to say favorites. Let's start with Steve Reisner on the Patriots game. Uh, yeah, so the Bengals just decided to piss us off. Yeah, re- revenge game. Uh, like I said, nice team unifying scandal right on cue. 
Yeah, take the Patriots with the points. That's that's a low spread. So take take the points. That's an easy one. John feeling the same way about those Patriots? Um yeah. I'm not sure I love I, I I'm going to take the points, but I I don't love it just because our offense hasn't been hasn't been fantastic, but Cincinnati's defense definitely can't stop uh Edelman and Sanu, which they're both questionable, and I hope to God they play because if they don't, we're fucked. Uh, Sony Michelle hasn't been doing anything really, uh, but he's better than Kamara, so maybe he can break <laughs> open for a couple plays. And, I doubt uh, that he can't break a tackle. I agree, but maybe Burkhead. I don't know. We need some sort of run game to to help Brady out because he's getting old and he can't really find receivers anymore. So we need a run game. He can put the ball in people's hands pretty easily when it's fucking right beside him. So I'm going to take fucking Patriots over Cincy with the points. All right. Vaughn, you feeling uh, comfortable with New England and basically 10 points? I am. I think that you could take the Patriots, Ravens, and Saints and throw those in as like 10-point 10, 10 parlays, and you'd probably have a nice little, uh, nice little bet there you don't have to worry about. I think the Patriots – are definitely going to be a little pissed off with the whole Bengals situation. And I know you were talking about, you guys are saying the Patriots need a running game, get their offense going. This is the perfect team to do that against. I Agreed. mean, the, the, the Bengals and the Dolphins are the two last in rushing, and they are two of the next three opponents for the Patriots. The Patriots are going to tune up their run game, get Brady going. It's a running back committee, committee process here uh, on Sunday against the Bengals. And I think the Patriots will be fine. I honestly might take them minus 14 or get greedy and take them by 17 because – uh, there's no reason why they shouldn't smack the Bengals around. Okay. Paul feeling the same way? Absolutely. I, I think that all they did was piss off, you know, one of the best teams in the NFL. I I personally feel like this is going to be a James White game when they can get him into space and isolated on them linebackers. Those linebackers are terrible. Uh, I think James White has a big game for them. I, I think they win by 17 at least. All right, Miles, two upset picks in a row. Are you going for a third here with Cincy? Absolutely not. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> trust that anything that the Patriots lose three games in a row, especially not to Cincinnati. Uh, but if, if like, the last couple of weeks tell us anything, uh, the Cincinnati offense has kind of been revived. Uh, they, they didn't really capitalize on scoring chances last week, but they were putting up numbers. Joe Mixon had a huge game. Dalton had over 200 yards. Uh, they can score. So, uh, I mean, what's the line at right now? Nine and a half. I could see them keeping it within it. Like, garbage time touchdowns will come through from the Bengals just to screw over the spread. Uh, So I could see, obviously, New England wins Cincinnati covers. All right. Now let me go ahead and check in with Dre. Dre, I know you've switched profiles. I saw two of you on here. Are you back with us? Not quite, not quite. We'll come back with Dre though soon. We'll we'll have you catch up and do a super fire round pick, run one right after the other. Um, yeah, I'm taking New England uh, with the spread here. Um, this is probably the only game that that I can say I am completely comfortable with. You don't piss off the Patriots. Everybody knows that you piss them off. Number one, number number two. Um, to Miles, what Miles was saying, they're not going to lose three in a row. Uh, I think. Well, when's the last time the Patriots have lost three games in a row? Um, 2004, 2009. 
Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's been a long fucking time. So, so let's let's just be honest. Patriots are not going to lose three games in a row. And and let, let's just talk about that defense. His offense, yes, it's getting its groove, but Auden Tate now out for the year. Um, AJ Green's not going to play in this game. Um, other than the resurgence of Joe Mixon, which I called on this show five weeks ago to pick him up and make those trades because I knew he was going to go off in the back half of this year. Um, other than that, there really hasn't been a lot to talk about with Cincinnati's offense. I do expect Mixon to have his his yards, um, although. Obviously, the boogeymen are going to limit some of that. He's still going to get 20-plus carries because it's Cincinnati. That's what they like to do is get the ball to him. Um, but the Red Rockets going to be in trouble. I, 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 it's it's going to be a tough game. I, I see, see a huge game for Tyler Boyd. Uh, Tyler Boyd, yeah, I, I definitely see that. John Ross is back, so we'll He's see that. He's still questionable. Is he, is he expected to play? Yeah, the, I believe today out of Cincinnati, was that he, he's, they're expecting him to suit up and play. Right on. So let's go. Sorry. Let's go ahead and talk about the Carolina game. And Carolina playing host to Seattle. Seattle's six point favorites on the road. Let me go ahead and start this one off with Miles. Uh, Carolina got embarrassed last week, uh, as they always do. You know, getting 40 points dropped on your head is nothing to be, uh, to be happy about. Uh, Carolina has pretty much lost all hope in the playoffs. Uh, Seattle's coming off a rough loss. Uh, I mean, if they want to try and like, they need to win out to win that division. And they, like, they have a big Week 17 game against the 49ers, so they need to start heating up. And against Carolina is a good start. So, uh, if if you have Eddie, if you have DJ Moore, don't play him. If you have Christian McCaffrey, I mean, obviously play him, but I, I guarantee you, he's probably going to disappoint you. Uh, if for some reason you're starting Kyle Allen and you're that desperate, just find someone else, please. Uh, Carolina's getting destroyed here. I'll take Seattle and with that spread. Perfect. And and when it comes to this game, Seattle on the road, I think they have to win this game. I don't pick any game with a coach missing other than the Dallas Cowboys, so I'm going to go with Seattle with the spread as well. So let me go ahead and switch over to Paul. Paul, how are you feeling about this game? I think the Panthers have quit. The Ron Rivera was, you know, a lot. I mean, a father figure to most of those guys. I just think that they're fed up with it. They're done for the year, and Seattle is going to go in there and hammer them. Seattle win cover. Perfect. Vaughn, are you feeling the same way? Yeah, I am. I think the Panthers have packed it up for the year. Um, obviously, Christian McCaffrey has kind of fell off, and the whole team has. One one note I will add, I'm going to take the Hawks minus six, but the over has hit five times in this game, the last five meetings, and I think that could happen in this game because I think the Hawks will probably put up 30 themselves. Got it. Good point. Good point. John, how are you feeling about the Seahawks? Are you riding that same Seahawks train? Yeah, I think Carolina's done. They have nothing really else to fight for. They already lost their coach. They lost their starting quarterback. Uh their quarterback, starting quarterback at the start of the season is going to get traded away. Uh, the only thing they really have going for them right now is CMC, and they'll probably just feed him the ball just so he gets uh, gets the gets the yards for, for whatever record he's coming up on. And uh, that'll be it, really. So, Seahawks, destroy them. Perfect. Um, but if you have CMC, play him for sure. Definitely play him. Uh, yeah, hands down. I think hands down you have to play CMC at this point. Uh, Steve, you still on that Seahawks train, or are you going to pull the upset of the week right here? I'm going to ride with the Seahawks. Uh, and what was, what was the spread? Six. Six. Six? Ah, uh, yeah, I'll take it. 
All right, so Steve following the train on that. That's that could be our uh, a sweet pick of the day as well. Um, I'm, I think Dre is back. Dre, are you back with us? I think I am. Hey, yeah. Dre, there you go. Hey. Hey. Welcome back, buddy. There it is. Now, Dre, I'm going to do a quick one with you. You have New Orleans by nine at home against Indianapolis. Are you taking Indy? Uh, six with the spread. Perfect. Now, how about those Patriots? You have the Patriots on the road by nine and a half. Or are you taking the upset pick with Cincy? Uh, I'm going to be friendly with Steve this week, so I'm uh, I'm going to take the Patriots. With All the right, spread. so the Patriots another sweet pick for us. Money line only. Miles picked them not to cover, so. That would be a sweet pick for New England if you are keeping oh, notes at home. Yep. He always picks the Bengals, so it was expected. Now, Seattle, <laughs> Seattle six-point favorites against Carolina. And, Dre, uh, how are you feeling about the Seahawks? Yeah, they're going to destroy Carolina, so Seattle. All right. Well, we're going to make up for lost time and talk about probably the most talked-about game right now going on with Houston and Tennessee, a big battle for the AFC South. And we're going to start with you, Dre. How are you feeling about those Texans visiting Tennessee, Tennessee three-point favorites? Um, you know, T- Tannehill's looking like the next coming of uh, Fitz Magic. you know? <laughs> Somebody that uh, plays when he wants to play, and, uh, you know, he's looking pretty good. And uh, Texans have been up and down all season. Like, like I said at the beginning of the year, Bill O'Brien knows jack shit of how to run a team. So, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to say the Titans win. And uh, what, what's the line on this? Three. Um, all right. They're not going to cover. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm going to say the Titans win, but uh, maybe it's like a – Last second field goal, and they win by one point. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that Titans win, but uh, they don't cover. All right. Steve, you feeling the same way about the Titans? Yeah, I'm going to take the Titans to win this game uh, just because I, I think the Texans broke themselves after they beat the Patriots, as, as they showed when they got their ass kicked by Denver. And Tennessee's playing some good football. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Titans with the points. All right, uh, John, you feeling the same way about the Titans? Yeah, Tennessee is gonna fucking cream them. We saw them beat Kansas City by three points, so I do like the spread here because if you're gonna take ten- Tennessee, because Tennessee is going to win, but if they only win by that field goal, you're still gonna get a push. And uh, and I I mean in the betting world, if you're gonna have the opportunity to push or win. I'd rather do that than just fucking lose betting on the Texans. The Texans, yeah, they beat New England. New England can't score on offense. Yet, our offense still put up 22 points. And then you go look at the Denver game, and Denver fucking destroyed them with Drew Locke. And uh, Noah Fant, obviously, is a beast. But Tennessee, with Derrick Henry... Um, one sack. Let's just look at. They're allowing 109 yards per game allowed rushing, and Derrick Henry will put that at fucking 150. I just think Tennessee is going to take over the AFC South, and there's nothing that Houston can really do about it on defense. 
Okay. Uh, Vaughn, take... are you Vaughn, are you feeling the same way about the Titans? Seems like three three people right in a row are all, all real high on the Titans game. Yeah, I can understand why. They've scored the most points in the NFL over the past four weeks. Um, they haven't scored less than 31. They scored 42 last week. And you kind of see the Texans have been slumping a little bit. I mean, obviously the loss against the Broncos was a huge loss. But they still let up 22 and uh, 17 in the past two games against a slumping Patriots offense and a slumping Colts offense with Brissett back. So I don't think they're going to be able to slow the roll of the Titans. I mean, they're playing some great football. And, man, you would never have heard me say this before, but Ryan Tannehill is going to be the future of the Titans. And that's just weird to say. Look, Tennessee does this every year. Yeah, they go. They suck. They suck. They suck. And then Week Ten hits, and they're like, "Yeah, we're the best team in fucking football, boys." Yeah, I'm letting. I'm letting. I'm letting all of you pick before I bring in Paul Miles. How are you feeling about this game? Oh man, this is gonna be a great game, and uh, I'm very happy the Falcons play in the afternoon because I'm gonna be watching this one for sure. Uh, It's a battle for the division. Winner gets first. Um, The Titans. They're playing hot. Coming off a 40-point win, or scoring 40 points and getting the win, uh, Tannehill's fucking looking amazing and just resurrecting this team. Uh, Texans getting destroyed by the greatest quarterback of this rookie class. Uh, I love Drew Locke, and I'm very happy to see him destroy them. Uh, it's very this, – this Texans defense was playing good at one point, and now they're just kind of falling apart. Uh I don't really see them stopping Tannehill. So they're going to have to win this game on offense. Which, honestly, it's a divisional match, and I could see that happening. Uh, Just, it'll be close. Like, it's already a three-point spread. It'll be closer than that. It'll be a two or one-point game. Uh, It's going to come down to just who has the ball last and who kicks that field goal. Uh, That's what I honestly believe. And uh, this game is set at... Fucking 50, 49 and a half. I think it'll be over that. I think I could see t- both teams putting up 30. Like, this will be a huge battle. Uh, but I'll take the Titans coming out on top of this one by one or two points so they don't cover. All right. Now, Paul, the moment we've been waiting for. How are you feeling about the Titans? Uh, it makes me sick. Uh, <laughs> I will say that. The Titans are missing both their corners. The Dory Jackson and Malcolm Butler both aren't playing this week. So, you know, I, I don't know what I don't know what the status of uh, Fuller is, but that could be big problems in that secondary. But I, I'm not going to take Bill O'Brien in a big game. I, I'm just not uh, on the road. I, I, I'll take the Titans to win and cover. That that was music. All, that's all I needed to hear from Paul. I'm taking the right. Texans. Right. I'm taking the Texans. Every time Paul picks the Titans game, it's yeah. the yeah, opposite. It's so I'm going it's Texans terrible. all the way. Um, yeah, all y'all messed up. You should let yep. me put Paul first on the line. Um, but I'm taking the Texans. Uh, I'll take Bill O'Brien in the divisional matchup. Uh, I honestly think they didn't play against Denver because they overlooked this that game, hoping to be ready for the Titans game. I, I think it was an overlook. I don't think they expected the Broncos to come out and play football. A little did know I had a real close friend of mine celebrating his birthday there. It's a Broncos fan. That's why they lost. So there's that jinx. And uh, that, that Texans defense hasn't looked as great as late, but I do know the Titans like to give up points too and to a stellar offense like the offense. The Houston Texans, I expect big numbers from Deshaun Watson this game. Let me let me throw something at you all since we already talked about the Saints game. If you have Deshaun Watson and you have Drew Brees, who you start this week? Drew Brees. Yeah, yeah I, think Brees. Watson. I think Watson. 
Like, like that that Colt Saints game honestly could be a scrap, and it might not even be a lot of points scored. Like, I, I it could. There's sure gonna be points. There's, there's, there's gonna there's be points in this game. There's a sure. better chance that that this game ends up being thirty thirty than that game. And so I would I would definitely start. Whatever you guys okay. think. Just had to, just had to ask. Just had to ask. But I'm going Houston here. So my Texans friends, you're you're welcome. That's that's the pick of the week right there. All right, so we're going to go to one of our best matchups this week, the New York football Giants hosting the Miami Dolphins. Giants three-and-a-half-point favorites. Let me go ahead and start off with Dre. With who? Dre. Oh. (laughs) Unmute Dre. Come on, Dre. Yeah, I unmuted like... I I muted like a minute ago. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, this internet sucks ass. Um, All right, I'll I'll do this quickly because I don't want to get disconnected. So uh, I'm going to say, what's the line on this? Is it four? It's three and a half right now. Screw this. Uh, Miami, uh, no, I'm going to take the Giants uh, just because Eli... I don't know. Whatever. No. Uh, Barkley has a great game, but they don't, they don't cover. I'm out. Oh, all right. Miles, you feeling the same way? Miami not to cover. Did you say Miami not to cover? Whatever. Miami and the spread isn't covering. Cares. Relevant game. All right. Miami to win and upset. John, how are you feeling on this one? Um... I want to take the Dolphins, but if Eli plays, I liked how Eli sparked the offense, but I don't know if he can spark the offense for a second week in a row. And Fitzmagic is Fitzmagic, so I'm going to take the Dolphins to cover. All right. How are you feeling, Vaughn? Yeah, this is definitely a toss-up game, snoozer of the week. But I'll take I'll take the Dolphins plus three, and I'll take the Giants on the money line. I think it's going to be a really close game. Uh, could be a field goal difference between these two to put someone up by one or two points. And, uh, yeah, I think if Eli Manning plays, he's got all the weapons back now. Uh, they're still a little banged up, but, yeah, he sparked that offense. If it wasn't for the weather being so bad, they probably would have won on Monday night. So I'll take, uh, I'll take the Dolphins plus three, Giants to win. All right, Steve, you feeling the same way about those New York Football Giants? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take Eli Manning to beat the horrible Dolphins. Uh, so yeah, I'll I'll take the Giants. What what was the spread there? Three and a half. Three and a half. Ah, uh, no, I won't take three and a half. I'll give them three. I'm gonna I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one of those uh, shitty fucking. Uh, Bond Baron is a Bond Baron between two shitty teams. Okay. All right, Paul. So, uh, ironically, you're last again before it comes to me. How are you feeling about the Giants? The Giants win, but they don't cover. No one cares about this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and take. I'm gonna go ahead and take Miami to win this game. I don't think New York has anything to play for, even if it's. Uh, Daniel Jones, or it's going to be Eli Manning. Um, not a fan of of the New York Giants myself. You can imagine why. I, let's just take that aside, though. Um, if if Eli Manning does play, 
Um, we, 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 now we have film on him. We can get him back in the relay. Miami is, is, uh, has Ryan Fitzpatrick, the real Fitz magic, um, playing behind the line. Um, if, uh, uh, Devontae Parker is a no-go, that might change my pickup a bit because if Miami really is banged up to where they're playing just a whole bunch of backups and Fitz magic, then, uh, that might sway me a little bit differently. So keep an eye on the injury report. He was one of those 30 that were injured this week. Um, but I, I don't trust the Giants. The Giants will perform against big games, and then all of a sudden they they lose by 40 to somebody who they should have beat. So I'm um, going to go with Miami. Now Washington is at home. Some people are watching this game like Mike. Philadelphia going to Washington, four-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Let's start this one off with Vaughn. Uh, yeah, the Eagles definitely came through on Monday night in the second half, and it was an entertaining football game once they picked it up. Austin Scott looked really good for the Eagles coming out of nowhere. Uh, I, I think that they should beat the Redskins by a touchdown, and I'm going to roll with them to do so. But, uh, yeah, the Eagles are just very wishy-washy right now. I mean, they're up and down. And if Alshon Jeffrey isn't ready to go, well, he's probably not going to be playing, so – Someone has to step up, and it can't be Boston Scott again. I'll tell He's you on IR for the rest of the year, Vaughn. He is on IR for sure. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, there's no shot I win in fantasy. Um, but I'll, I'll take the Eagles by a touchdown. I, I think, like I said, they, they have to win this game. They have to compete with the Cowboys, and there's no option for them. But someone has to step up, not name Boston Scott. All right. Paul, how are you feeling about those Eagles? Uh, I think they're just like in the same situation as the Cowboys. I mean, they're looking ahead to next week, and the Redskins can hang around. They, sh- The Eagles right now shouldn't be giving points on the road to anybody, I don't think. Uh, so I'm going to say Philly wins, but they don't cover. All right. Steve, you feeling the same way about the Eagles? Thinking they're going to win this game? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll ride right on that trend. Uh, basically, every, everything Paul said uh, – Pretty much sums up my feelings, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you say they cover or they won't cover? No, they'll cover. Okay. And I'm feeling the same way about the Eagles. It's it's a must win. They're not going to play any games. I do expect them to jump out pretty early. Um, doesn't make, make sense because I'm such a Cowboys lover that uh, I picked the Eagles. But I think the Eagles will win this game. I, I don't see the point in Washington fighting against them in this game. But you never know they like to play spoilers. Sometimes we do that in the NFC at least. So, Dre, you feeling good about those Eagles as well? Um, I decided to check on the odds. And uh, it looks like... Uh... Everybody is betting on the Redskins to win. I mean, the, the money line has 52% on the Redskins, which I, I don't really get. But I guess you'd expect it because the Eagles, you know, they play whenever they feel like playing. So, uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't think the, the Redskins are there yet. And plus they just lost guys. So, uh, uh I'm just going to go with the Eagles, whatever. Eagles win, they cover. I don't okay, care. all right. John, you feeling good about those Eagles too? No, Redskins win and cover. Wow, okay. Darius Geis, everybody's saying Darius Geis. Darius Geis has been out all year. He's had nothing to do with the team, except for, what, three plays last week? He's and... also on IR now. <laughs> well, he was, on IR, he was on IR before anyway. He's on IR again too, so. No, but I just mean he came in for, what, three plays and then blew out his knee for the second time of the year. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, Carson Wentz is kind of a bomb. Uh, the only thing going for Philly right now is Ertz. And I just think that the Eagles don't have the defense to watch Terry McLaurin. And the Redskins, I don't know why they're fighting, but they're fighting for something. I think they're just fighting to fuck everybody over on their bets. I'm going to take the Redskins and to cover, I guess. It's kind of just a weird game. Got it. Uh, let's go ahead and take uh, Miles' pick on this one. You bring us home on this one. How are you feeling? All right. Uh, before I just give my pick, I would like to paint you guys a scenario. Uh, it's your first week of fantasy playoffs. You're down by 20. He's got Saquon. You have Alshon and Ertz. Ertz has an amazing game. Saquon plays it. by four points, all because Alshon Jeffrey got boned. Uh, I, I I feel bad uh, that happened in my fantasy league to uh, to someone in the semifinals or the quarterfinals. Uh, so I just want to give shouts out to Ben. I feel bad for you, uh, but I got the Eagles in this one. Okay. All right. So taking the Eagles, and that's with the spread. Yeah. Sorry to your friend Ben. A good shout out to. Him. Hope you're doing okay. Hope you iced that wound. All right. So let's talk about let's talk about uh, a good matchup here. We have Kansas City, a nine and a half point favorites at home with the visiting streaking Denver Broncos um, after their big win at Houston. Uh, Kansas City riding high on that win. Does that win catch up to them? It was at their Super Bowl. Let's find out. Miles, how are you feeling about Kansas City at home? Uh, like, I love Drew Locke, and this is going to be a real fucking test for him. Uh, here we I go. Mean, yeah, here we go. Uh, the Kansas defense playing better than they, they have been recently. Um, obviously, I mean, New England's offense isn't that great, but still holding them 16, very good. I said that last week, that this Kansas City chief is defense is getting much better than and and just they've been playing really well. Uh, that's all going to change. Uh, I think uh, I think that this guy's a stud. This guy's an absolute stud. Noah Fant is finally breaking out. Drew Locke is just diming everything. Uh, I so badly want to take the Broncos here. I really do. But Kansas City's rolling. They're going to win this game. But that that spread way too big. The Broncos will easily cover that. Wow. Bold words from a bold man. How are you feeling, Vaughn? I'm in the same boat. I'm going with the Broncos to cover this spread, too. Uh, they've been playing really well. That's not really the main reason why I'm going to take them. Um, they're primarily a pretty good team when it comes to playing in Kansas City. Obviously, the quarterbacks have been different throughout the years. But uh, the road team dominates the spread. Broncos have the spread in Kansas City. So I'm going to have to roll with the trends here. Take the Broncos plus 10, but obviously take the to win the game. Steve, you feeling the same way about those Chiefs? And he's asleep. Oh, man, we lost Steve. All um, right. He's back. Yeah, Maybe. So, sorry, I, I didn't even hear you. What was that? You have the Chiefs winning against Denver by more than 10? Oh, no, that's my upset of the week. Letdown game for the Chiefs. Um, and who better to hand them a letdown game than who just handed the Texans a letdown game? So, yeah, I, I'm taking the Denver to, Denver to cover. 
I followed you there. If you Good didn't follow cover. Me, that, that that's that's Steve picking the upset pick of Denver. And uh, let me go ahead and go over to Paul. Paul, how are you feeling about this game? Well, the Broncos have been my boys all year. I've been riding them all year on this. I think they just grind out another one. Um, I, I think Kansas City will be a little bit too much at the end, but Miles is dead right about Locke. I, I think he's they they picked the winner there. I think I think Denver's found their quarterback, and uh, it should be a fun game. But uh, I'm going to take Kansas City to win, but Denver to cover. Gotcha, John. I'm going to go over to you next. How, are you feeling the same way about the the Broncos? Uh, I really like the Broncos in this matchup. I just think that their their defense is real underrated, and we the Patriots put up a good fight defensively against Kansas City, but we they stayed on the field too long and they were getting tired and run down. I think that Denver's offense can can give the their defense a little bit of a break here and let them let them heal up on the sidelines for their next for the Kansas City's next drive. So. I do think Kansas City is going to win, but probably by a field goal or maybe by four points pushing it. Um, So I'm going to take take Kansas City to win here. I don't like – I don't love the pick, but uh, Denver is definitely going to cover. John, I know he's not playing anymore, but it's been so long. Just tell us how you feel about – About who? Flacco. Oh, I fucking hate Flacco. (laughs) <laughs> look, look, look. Two, two non-heard of I don't know what number picks they were quarterbacks came in and literally played 10 times better than him Flacco is so fucking shitty he needs to do what Tony Romo did leave the league and get a fucking job for Fox or something I don't fucking know I don't want to listen to him though <laughs> you know what I said that about Romo and I actually love listening to Romo yeah Romo's actually pretty good he fucking calls every fucking play. Future offensive coordinator time. of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> new head coach. New head coach. Update. New head coach. Plug him in. Fuck, 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 or uh, Rivera. It's definitely going to be Romo for head coach. Well, I haven't talked to Dre yet. I'm picking Kansas City to not cover, but them to win. So I'm on the same boat with everybody there. Dre, how are you feeling about the Chiefs? Yeah, uh, Miles has uh, is convinced me to hop on the Drew Luck train, but uh, <laughs> not yet, not yet. I, I, I'm almost there. <laughs> but uh, I think we'll. Guy, <laughs> they're gonna make it close. So uh, Chiefs win. All right, so we have our last five games of the of the week here. We're going to speed fire around these. I'll give you the matchups. You guys tell me your picks. Detroit playing host to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the visiting Buccaneers, maybe without Winston this week. But still, the Buccaneers are three-point favorites. Let's go down the line. Miles, who do you have in this game? Uh, who gives a fuck? Uh, Tampa. <laughs> All right, Tampa Bay with the spread? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> All right, John. Tampa Bay. Jameis Winston throws eight picks and nine touchdowns, so he still makes himself kind of look good. Got it, Dre. How are you feeling? I mean, yeah, Dre. I don't. I don't really care about this game either. So uh, I'll take Tampa as well. All right, Paul. Tampa. Steve. Tampa. Detroit. Oh my god! Oh, there's the pick. 
Gotta yeah. take them. They're what and why, Vaughn? Detroit, but I'll take them. I'll take Detroit plus three since no one else wants them on the money line. I'll take them there as well. <laughs> wow, so Detroit with the upset pick. I'm taking Tampa Bay and to cover myself. I don't think Detroit wants to even play football this year anymore. So taking Look, Tampa I, Bay. I, I love betting Detroit. <laughs> All like the last couple of years, I love betting Detroit because they're such a weird team. But without Stafford being that weird factor of okay, he throw he plays like shit, but he still throws four touchdown passes and somehow makes the game within a point. I can't do it without him. I can't pick Detroit without him. Got it. Now, next game, Cleveland visiting Arizona. My snoozer of the week. I'm waiting for Dre to claim his. Cleveland, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Let me go ahead and start this one with Vaughn. How are you feeling about this game? Cleveland Browns cover that one. They need the win, and I'm taking the over in this one. There should be a lot of points on the board. Gotcha. Steve? Uh, I'm going to say Cleveland with the points. All right. Paul? The same. I feel exactly like Vaughn. Take the over. And Cleveland. And Dre. I'm 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 doing something pretty crazy for the fantasy playoffs, but I'm I'm gonna lay it all on the line. I'm gonna start Kyler Murray. <laughs> wow. But it's not Dude, great. You're starting you're starting was- Kyler Murray over who? Uh, Dak. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, well, that's a good play. You're good. That's not, yeah, that's not crazy. I, I actually yeah. don't have a backup. Sorry. Like I've, I've, I've been real. So. so are you picking Arizona for the upset this week? Oh. Uh, I'm going to take bounce, but uh, really, I really need Yeah, Dre, we're, get, we're, we're getting you Mr. Robot at this point, so uh, the connection's pretty bad. All right, Browns, Browns, win. Browns win, but so you're taking Browns and the, and, and the, uh, and the points. Got it. Uh, John, how are you feeling on this one? Um, I think that the Browns come out and, and play very well. I think Odell actually has a decent game for once. Um, with all this news about him wanting to leave Cleveland, I think he's going to come out and for some reason, Freddie Kitchens is going to do this, but he's going to throw Odell the ball a lot to make him want to stay because that's what his biggest complaint has been all year, not getting the targets where he's not the number one receiver because Jarvis is just better than him. But I think if they target him a lot this week and they show him that they can make him a top receiver and uh, then that'll I think he'll play well, is what I'm trying to say. And and the Browns. The Nick Chubb's a beast. Baker Baker's fucking junk. But I think the play calling will be right this week for Freddie Kitchens in Arizona. I don't know what they're doing. They're just doing their thing. Yep, so you're taking Cleveland with the points. Miles, how are you feeling with this game? Uh, every time I pick Arizona, they they fuck me over. I, I think I've been putting too much faith in Arizona. Uh mm-hmm. So I'm I'm definitely not gonna pick him this week. Fuck fuck you, Kyler Murray. Uh, I got. <laughs> I got All right, My, Miles Miles giving the big middle finger to Arizona. Thanks a lot. Let's go ahead and take a look over at San Francisco. San Francisco oh, eleven no. point favorites against Atlanta, and I'm gonna just start this one off. I'm picking San Francisco with the points. I'm taking them with the spread. 
Let me go out to Dre. Dre, how are you feeling about the 49ers? Still not there. We'll get we'll get back to you, Dre. How about Paul? Paul, let's let's go with you. Is he there? Uh, I I I think San Francisco wins, but they don't cover. I like the Falcons the way they've been playing. Okay, Steve, how about you? Dead. We're losing people. Vaughn, how are you feeling on this game? I'm rolling with the Niners. I'm gonna take them. I'll take the minus ten for sure. Eleven's kind of a stretch, weird number, but. I like the Niners by double digits in this game. They should roll. Keep it going. All right. How about you, uh, John? You feeling the same way about the Niners? Uh, I do really like the Niners. Uh, one second. Um, I think Jimmy G really showed us last week that he can actually be a top quarterback. And their targets are making catches that they need to make. I think their offense is finally turning around, and I love that. I think Kyle Han- Kyle Shanahan's the best coach, other obviously other than Bill Bill Belichick. He's the best coach in the league right now. He showed up uh, Sean Payton last week. The trick plays that they're pulling are are fantastic. I love it. The point spread's huge, and I I don't like that it's above ten. But I don't think the Falcons' defense will have any answer for the coming up and rising San Francisco's offense. Um, I just think that Mozart and Kittle are going to be a huge problem for them. And I think with the defense being so strong, Matty Ice is going to throw a couple picks. All right. Now, Miles, how are you feeling about your Falcons? Oh, I'm feeling fucking great about this game. Kyle Shanahan faces off against his, the team that basically made him. Uh, Richard Sherman's not playing. D Ford's not playing. Uh, that defense is not going to look as strong as it has. I'm going to say Caleb McGarry is going to be on Nick Bosa all day, and he's going to do one fucking great job at blocking them. I'm sure Bosa will get through, but it's not. <laughs> I can't get over the snoring in the background. <laughs> Um, I'm sure both of them will get like a couple sacks, but with the way the Falcons O line has been playing compared to what they have, which is allowing nine sacks to get the Saints to one sack last week, much better. Like I'm very happy about that. Sherman's not playing. Who who the fuck's gonna cover Julio? Who knows? And the last time you had that situation, Julio went off for 300 yards. So, so this is not. Going to take Atlanta all fucking day, <laughs> but if you don't want to believe the Atlanta fan, just as long as you don't take San Francisco to cover that spread, it's way too fucking big. You're probably good. It's gonna be a wonderful Sunday. All right, so Dre, let me see if you're working again on your mic, or we're just gonna jump to the last two picks. Here. Can you hear me? We can. Who do you have for this game, Dre? I'm taking. I'm taking the Niners. Uh, I'm finally. I'm finally taking the Niners. <laughs> Congratulations. You like the 11 points, or you want to? You want to stay away from that? Uh, Miles is going to stop watching this game after the second quarter. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's going to have to switch over to the Broncos game. <laughs> I'll go watch the Broncos game, too. Well, that, that's it for this one. So very much uh, all, all about the Niners for this game. And let's go ahead and take our talents, the last two picks. We'll zoom right through these. Chargers hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Miles, start us off with this one. Minnesota to cover. And you got that. John, how about you? Um, the point spread is way too small here. Vikings are going to are gonna kill the Chargers. They have the best two uh, defensive ends in the league. And I think that Philip Rivers, as weird as he is, is still going to fucking get pressured. And he sucks under pressure. And he's not that great with that pressure to begin with. Minnesota's just going to kill them. Dre, you feeling the same way? My turn? Yep. Oh. Uh, Vikings win. <laughs> okay. Paul, how are you? <laughs> Paul, <laughs> I was waiting for something philosophical to come out. But okay. Paul, how are you feeling on this game? Um, I, it's kind of like one of those angles I like to bet that out of conference, out of division. But I, I think Minnesota just has way more to play for. Um, it, they do have Green Bay next week, but I'm going to take them to win and cover. Got it. Now, uh, let me go ahead and go over to Vaughn. How are you feeling about those Vikings? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to roll with the Vikings as well. Kind of a low line. Makes you kind of fishy. Wonder if they're just yeah. over the Chargers for the last week. But uh, I have to stick with the Vikings. They're obviously the better team and playing for way more importance this week. Got to say, I agree with everybody. That's a sweet pick for the panelists left on this pick episode. We're going to go Minnesota covering that two and a half points. Let's take us to the last game of the week, which is... Gardner Minshew taking his talents over to Oakland. Oakland six and a half point favorites at home. Oakland playing hot. Let's zoom through this one as well, fellas. Let's start with you, Vaughn. Do you have Oakland covering or you have Minshew mania taking over? Yeah, Oakland's fighting for that last playoff spot. Uh, I, I rolled with you guys on Minshew mania last week and it got me. So I, I, I can't go with them again. I'm going I'm to take the Raiders here and they should, they should cover. All right. Paul feeling the same way? It's the last game in the Coliseum. I don't think the Raiders are going to take them. Got it. And, uh, John, how are you feeling? Um, I really like the Raiders in this matchup, where it's the last home game at the, at, uh, the Coliseum. Jacksonville is kind of, Shit in the bed, tanking. DJ Chark is questionable. Clay's Campbell's questionable. DD Westbrook's questionable. Um, the only thing that worries me right now is Josh Jacobs. I worry about Oakland being able to do anything without him. But uh, Jacksonville is just so bad that I think you're going to have to take Oakland and the points. Well, I know one man that's going to completely argue against that. We're going to get to him last. Miles, are you feeling the same about the Raiders? Uh, ditto everything that's been said so far. All right, taking Oakland with the points. I'm also taking Oakland with the points. I'm sorry, Dre. Usually I'd be on that Minshew Mania with you. Talk to us. Are you picking those Jags? This is a personal message for, for Minshew. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I promise... I, I, 
I promise <laughs> I won't go against you again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm t- uh, I'm taking the Raiders. But if Jacobs doesn't play, then they don't they don't they won't cover. All right, and we had a lot of snoozers of the week. To end. Let's see if Steve is back with us, or if he's still on his snooze of the week. Steve, you there with us? All right, I think that answers our question here. And that does it for our episode in this three-round segment, episode 19. Glad to be on episode 19 with all you fellas. Some of the original group back together again. John, welcome back. Steve, thanks for joining us uh, for, for most of it. And for and for the rest of you, awesome picks. Awesome last week. We did, we did, we did great last week. And um, 500 or better for everybody on this on this panel. And um, keep a lookout for all of our, twi- our Twitter handles. Follow us. Follow our picks. We give updates when it comes to weather, injuries, tons of injury reports coming out. So keep a lookout on that. Um, I-, I do want to say good luck to everybody on their fantasy matches this week. Everybody's in the quarters of the semifinals of fantasy football. So good luck to all of you. Um, we do have a new shirt coming out and getting released for the new year. So keep a lookout for that. It's really catchy. Um, the panel hasn't seen it yet, so it's kind of a surprise, but excited for that. Guys, if you guys have any fantasy advice or any uh, pigs advice, go ahead and, le- and say it now or forever hold your peace. James White. Play James White. All right. There you have it. The one, the one play, piece. Play, play, play Brown. Play A.J. Brown. Play A.J. Brown. Yeah. Play Devin Terry. Yeah. One sack. I, I gotta get my lineup out. I'm not, I'm not just gonna. I'm not just gonna read my lineup off. But um, Ryan Tannehill is definitely a play. Kamara is a bench. Austin Eckler is a flex. AJ Brown's a play. Noah Fant, if he is um, well and able, should be a play. If you're struggling in the tight ends position. Um, and don't be like me. Last week I benched Emmanuel Sanders and he got fucking 34 points and I wanted to cry. So play him. Yeah. All right. So you got a lot of picks right there. Anybody see that OJ Howard game last week? No, I'm just kidding. Do not play OJ Howard. Never pick him. Never pick him up. Just absolutely throw him in the trash and make him not eligible in fantasy football. Mike Evans is gone. Who's going to get the ball? <laughs> there you, you go. go exactly. To Howard. exactly. Chris Godwin. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to Miles Bloomquist, John Matthews, Dre Rogers, Just Paul, Steve Reisner, wherever you may be, and Von Dalezell. Thank you guys very much. Thank you, everybody who's listening this either early in Thursday morning or late Wednesday night. We'll get this out to you guys. You guys have a great week. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app. And follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.